everybody. Welcome to Table Talk, a place for honest conversations and getting to meet friends. I'm so excited to be hanging out with Jonathan Morrison. Hello. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be fun. I appreciate you coming today. Welcome to your Table Talk. Hey, thank you. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad you are. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. It's going to be. We are going to have a really good time. And y'all, we are in our special Easter series. We are getting to do this six-week series here on Table Talk leading into Easter, preparing our hearts for Easter. It was very much one of those where I was like, we do this for Christmas. We have Advent. We walk through getting ready for Easter. And sometimes Easter comes and goes in just the weekend itself. And so I was like, I really want us to take time to be purposeful to prepare our hearts for Easter. And the way we're doing that together is we're looking at how did Jesus prepare Mm. for what we now call Easter, but for his time going to the cross and going, um, being put to death and then raising from the dead. And how did he prepare? So we're looking at his kind of steps leading into that week. And we're going to have 10 different ways we're looking at it. And I'm so excited. These are the first couple. Jonathan gets to kick us off looking at these first couple of ways that we're looking at how did Jesus prepare? And there's two specific ones Jonathan and I are going to talk about today. One of them is Jesus knew knew scripture. He knew scripture. So we should too. And then also we're going to look at Jesus followed God's leading. And so we should too, right? Because as we're going through our sanctification process, we are being purposeful to look at how did, what did Jesus do? I want to do the same thing. Yeah, this Easter thing is kind of an important deal. It is. Maybe the most important deal. I would think, yes. More important than Christmas. Really, it, I mean, really, truly. And even when you said it, I'm like, oh, are people going to be shocked by that statement? <laughs> but really think yeah. about it. Because if Christ had come as a baby, but then hadn't died for our sins. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing. He doesn't stay a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. So I'm so excited you're willing to come and kind of kick us off in this series. Yeah, I'm excited too. It's, it's going to be, fun. yeah, it's going to be really cool. Okay, so the first thing I just kind of threw at you and said, okay, Jesus knew scripture. He did indeed. He knew scripture. And I really asked Jonathan, I said, where can we look in scripture where we can verify that he actually did know scripture? Mm. That we're not just saying that, that we have evidence of it. Yeah, pretty much everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> you can, it was a big question. I know. Yeah, you can you can find it all throughout the Old Testament uh, references to Jesus, which we'll get into. But and then all throughout the New Testament, you have a record of him referring yeah. to the scripture. And what scripture did he have? He had the Old Testament, right? Yeah. So that was the scripture that he had, and that's the scripture that he knew, and that's the scripture yeah. that he quoted. Which is so interesting, even just in this moment, for me to go. Oh, he knew he had Old Testament as his mm-hmm. scripture. When we think of scripture, we think of the entirety of the Bible. Right. But he had the Old Testament. That's it. Yeah. And he knew it well. Yeah. I mean, it even started out when he was young. I mean, you remember he's his parents lose him. Yes. He's gone. Um, and where do they find him? In they temple. find him in the temple. Mm-hmm. And it says there that um, they were amazed and astonished at his understanding of yeah. the scriptures and his teaching of the scriptures. Right. And, and his parents are like, why'd you do this to us? Right. Why'd you run from us? Yeah. He's like, you should have known I'd be here. That's right. And so from a very young age, you know how old he was? 10, right? He was 12. 12. 12 years old. I didn't know much when I was 12. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so you have these people that are marveling at his knowledge of the scriptures yeah. at 12 years old. Right. And so really it starts at a young age. And people that had been studying the scriptures the entirety of their <laughs> lives probably. And then this kid walks in. Yeah. And is able to explain things. More than they could. Yes. Which is yeah. incredible. Yeah. And so kind of just at, at an early age, knew the scripture. And um, and you, you, see different, you see different instances and different cases where 
Jesus is using the scripture for different circumstances or for different scenarios. Mm -hmm. Like you remember when he's tempted in the yes. wilderness and he, he uses the scripture, he quotes from actually Deuteronomy and the Psalms. So in the midst of temptation, where does Jesus go? Yeah. He goes to the scripture, scripture, you know? And so you have all these instances throughout, you know, he, you know, he, he taught and he preached everywhere he went and he mm -hmm. had a large following. But every every time he does, he's using references to the yeah. Old Testament. He's using uh, examples of Old Testament prophets. And uh, even in the, you remember the Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. That's his most famous uh, sermon there. But repeatedly he says through it, you have heard that it was said. Or... Um, it has been said also, what is he referring to? Yeah. He's referring to the scripture. He's referring to the Old Testament. And so he's, he's drawing on his knowledge to preach, to teach mm -hmm. what they knew because they had the knowledge of the Old Testament. Yeah. So he's using it, you know. So cool. Yeah. That that's what he does. And, um, and looking at this, why... So we can look at it and say, oh, Jesus knew scripture. He did. That, that was great. He was able to use that. But then also we kind of have to stop and go, okay, Jesus knew scripture. Why should I know scripture? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Because, um, you know, on one hand you could think, well, it, all, all I need to do is trust in him. Mm. You know, I need to place my faith in him, believe that he rose from the grave. Mm -hmm. um, that's what Romans tells us, that that's how we are saved. That's right. Uh, but I, I would argue that um, you don't fully know your Jesus unless you know his word. Yeah. Because after all, that's how he communicates with us. Mm -hmm. That's how we hear from him. And in fact, in John 1, it starts out in the beginning. What does it say? Was the, the word, word and the word was with God and the word was, was God. God. Mm -hmm. And then in Hebrews four, it says, uh, for the word is living and active, mm -hmm. sharper than any two edged sword. You know, it pierces division and soul and joints and marrow and it discerns our thoughts. Yeah. And so um, it's alive. It's active. I mean, Romans one sixteen. you know, it talks about the power of the gospel. It's the power unto salvation. Yeah. So it, it has power. Mm -hmm. It is alive. And so why? Because, uh, because of those things, because yeah. Jesus knew them, because yep. he repeatedly used, even when he's faced with like, you, who was always after him, the Pharisees and the scribes, yeah. right? And um, they were the, they were the religious leaders. They were the ones that people would go to right. for religious instruction. And what he would do repeatedly in his, I mean, he was pretty ruthless against them. Um, he was, Jesus was no pushover. Yeah. And so he would repeatedly almost insult them to their faces, but he would use their knowledge of scripture to point out how hypocritical they were right. in their living. And so Jesus, I mean, he, there were so many different scenarios um, where he used scripture, even to point to himself. Because mm -hmm. you think about um, uh, when he goes back to Nazareth, his hometown, right? Mm -hmm. And he preaches in the synagogue. He opens up a scroll. He reads from Isaiah. And um, literally it says in that, in that um, passage there, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the years of the Lord's favor. And he's actually speaking of himself, of himself. And he even says it to them. He says, This scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Yeah. But what's crazy is they tried to throw him off a cliff. Yeah. 
It's like, no, that, that's that little boy that we knew growing mm-hmm. up, you know. So yeah. he he knew um, the prophecies about himself. He knew what mm-hmm. he was um, what he was to fulfill, how he was going to march forward yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, I think, and it's so interesting because we think of, you know, so often we go, well, he was Jesus. 100% he was Jesus. But we look at him as, as our example and to go, the exact same reasons that benefited him in knowing scripture benefit us in knowing scripture to be able to go, this is what scripture says about me. Yeah. Looking at the New Testament and going, this is the promises that are on my life. Yeah. Because of his, his fulfillment. Yes. Of those yes. Yes. And getting to really go. But that and when we come against persecution, when we come mm-hmm. against temptations, all those kinds of things to go, this is why I need scripture just in me. Yeah. Because when those things come. Just as G, that's what Jesus used to combat that. Mm-hmm. That's what we use. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't know it, like I said, yeah. um, if you just have a superficial understanding of it, and I, w- I want us to go to a passage in Luke before we're done, but yeah. kind of points this out. But I mean, we don't have a full understanding. Right. We can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just have kind of a, um, a head level knowledge of who Jesus was or right. what we've heard about him. Yes. Um, we've trust what we've heard from other people or preachers or teachers, but, but we, we not only have the old Testament, we have the new Testament. Right. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, uh, we can read all about him. Yes. The one that came yeah. and will come again. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we should, we should be even more passionate about knowing it because we have the record of him and then we can go back and look, mm-hmm. um, that what was prophesied in him and how he fulfilled it. Yeah. And I will tell you, thinking about Jesus, when they, when he learned scripture, they didn't have Bibles to carry around. Right. Huge scrolls that you had to go to a special place to hear someone read and then remember and then have it or that kind of thing. We have, listen, it's on our phone. It's on our computer. It's in our home. We have such ready access to it. Um, But then we don't stop and read it. Yeah. The crazy thing is more than any time, else in history we have the most access to the scriptures mm-hmm. most readily like you're saying the most readily access yeah. to the scriptures you can find them in a moment's notice in a minute and yet we are also with with that have become so busy yeah. and distracted yeah that it becomes last place on mm-hmm. our list things yeah. to do and also listen i'll be honest my phone and Google make me real lazy at memorizing scripture. Because yeah. as long as I can get close to what it is, no I can find it. Yeah. Which, huge blessing. Listen, technology is amazing to be able to do that. Yeah. But it has also, I can even tell just in the last 10 or 15 years of my life, made me go, I don't, I'm not purpose as pers- purposeful to sit and memorize scripture. Yeah. Because I know I can find it. Yeah. Yeah, and you're you're to hide it in your heart, mm-hmm. right? And Not so just on your phone. <laughs> you think about it if you're out trying to have a conversation with somebody, or even sharing the gospel. Yes. And uh, you encounter somebody, and you're, you want to share with them the story of Jesus, but you don't know it. Yeah. Hey, let me hold on. Let me read this to you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the same impact as right. if you were able to tell a story. Yeah. Tell yeah. it from your perspective. Right. Yeah. How it's changed you. Yeah. You know, if you don't if you don't have that knowledge and it's mm-hmm. hidden in your heart. And yep. you can't recall it. You actually yeah. have to be lazy with it. And hold on, let me let yeah. me pull this let me up pull real this quick. Up. Look what it says right here. You know, yeah. I mean, there's some power in that too. Sure, there is. But, sure. Um, but being able to just recall mm-hmm. what scriptures say is yeah, it's a very powerful tool. Yeah, indeed. And so as we're going into into the Easter season over the next few weeks, and looking at how Jesus knew scripture, so we want to know scripture. 
we, if you were going to tell somebody, hey, this is important, which you just said, this is important. What would you say are some of the best ways to be purposeful with learning scripture? Yeah, I'd love for us to look at um, an example of why. Yeah. Um, so in Luke chapter 24, um, if you remember, Jesus has come out of the grave. He's alive and he um, he hasn't really made himself known mm-hmm. yet. Um but he, he encounters these two on the road to Emmaus, if you remember that story. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to read it to you real quick so I don't miss any of it. But verse 17, it says, he says to them, uh, what is this conversation you're holding together as you walk? So these two guys are having mm-hmm. a conversation as they walk. And it, and it says that they stood still and they looked sad. And one of them named, was named Cleopas uh, answered him and says, are you the only visitor in Jerusalem that has not known what's going mm-hmm. on here? And, and he says to them, what things? And they said, concerning Jesus of Nazareth. They're talking about him, uh, who is a mighty prophet in deed and word before God and all the people. And um, anyways, it goes on to say that they were, um, they were amazed because they got this story from the women who were at the tomb and said he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, some of them who were at the tomb found us and the women and what they had said, but but they did not see him. And he says to them, oh, foolish ones, he says to them, mm. Jesus says to them, oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Mm. He's right. talking about scripture. Yep. What is not necessary? Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And then it says this verse 27. This is remarkable. But it says, as he was going with them and beginning with Moses and all of the prophets. So that's a large portion of yes. scripture. It says he interpreted it to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. <laughs> so, goodness, yeah, he, he not only knew scripture, but he knew how to to, to take it and, yeah. and use it. And so kind of, you know, I guess to answer your question, what what are the benefits of knowing God's word? Yeah. Um, the reason those two were sad was not because they didn't have knowledge of the scripture. They did. Right. But they didn't understand. it. Yeah. Um, and I think they didn't understand it because they only uh, had a partial understanding of, of what it meant. But you see, they didn't, they didn't think their Messiah was going to come and die. Mm-hmm. That wasn't in their right. theology, if you will. Mm-hmm. They thought he was going to come and rule and reign. And so they're, they're a little confused. They're a little sure. sad because um, they don't understand the scriptures. And because they don't, they don't understand the power of God, mm-hmm. the power that's coming. And um, Jesus is basically saying that. You don't understand. For these scriptures, they speak of me. He doesn't. Right. Now, they don't know it's him yet. Right. He's hidden. He's hidden it from them. Yeah. And he basically calls them dull. Or if you, today's term, it would be like, you're stupid. Yeah. Uh, you're blind. You're right. You can't you're see. You've not seen it. Um, but then he goes on and he gives them this whole story yeah. of the entire scripture that speaks of him. Um, and you, you, you might say, like, what what did he say? I mean, he could have yeah. gone... He could have gone anywhere in the Bible, but you think about like, um, there's 39 books in the in the Old Testament, and he he would have. It says he worked through all of them basically. So Amazing. you know what does he say? Does he say, you know Genesis three, I'm the wounded seed of the woman whose whose head was crushed, the serpent's yeah. who crushed the serpent's head. Um, you know Genesis eight and Noah, and you think about the the sacrifice offered after the judgment was a picture of my sacrifice there's so many places he could mm-hmm. have gone and worked through exodus 12 the passover i yeah. am the passover lamb right you know he there's so many different ways that he would have or could have gone uh to the scripture and and said this is this is fulfilled in me right 
this is fulfilled in in what I was what I have just done. Mm-hmm. Um, but it goes on, you know. It, it's interesting at the end of that passage in verse thirty-two. Um, Jesus has just revealed himself to them. So he makes it known. Mm-hmm. But the very next verse says that they were full of joy. They were burning with fire. Mm-hmm. And it says when they were walking on the road with him, when he was revealing the scriptures to them. So it doesn't say that they were burning with fire and filled with joy after he revealed himself. Mm-hmm. But it was on their understanding of what mm-hmm. the scriptures meant. Yeah. So I think that's the key takeaway. Yeah. Is that. The scriptures should produce a a certain amount of joy Mm -hmm. and fire in our lives, which produces, therefore, what we're talking about, a testimony. Yeah. And it should embolden us and fire us up to go out and share what we learn in his word. Yep. Yep. That's why it's important. Yeah. That's why we have to have it. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, if you're not experiencing joy through scripture, it's probably because you're not reading it. Or you're not understanding it. Right. And um, that's what Jesus does with these two. It's a beautiful kind Absolutely. of gesture to them. Yeah. Because they're sad. And he sees their sadness and he says, you're silly for being sad. Right. Let me cheer you up. Yeah. You let know? me tell you. Let me cheer you up. And it's it's the word that cheers them up. Yeah. I it's love that. It's pretty interesting. I think a really neat thing I've encouraged people to do that say, I read and then I don't know what to do with it. Or mm-hmm. I don't. I think I understand it, but I'm not sure. What am I supposed to do with it? And I'm reading every day. And I really encourage people, like when you sit down and have your Bible study, your devotional, whatever, one of the prayers I usually pray at the end is, Lord, change me with what I just, what you just showed me, what I just read, but also give me opportunity to share this with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Because we all, I mean, it is a very known fact with teaching. Once you actually are teaching something, you are going to learn it better because you have to explain it to somebody else. And if you start going into scripture going, Lord, I want you to change me and I want to know you personally, this is me and you, but I also want you to use me with this study to go out, give me opportunity to talk about what I read in your word today. Yeah. And then you do get excited. Absolutely. And then you're like, oh my gosh, this is this, what I read today is what I can talk to this person about. And you really start getting the experience of it being alive and active and y'all ask for those things, Mm -hmm. you know, ask, ask for the Lord to show up in your time in the word with him. If you think about the missional perspective, that's my world. Yep. Um, when you go into other cultures, actually, most of them, not most, but there are a lot of cultures that are illiterate. They can't read. Right. And so how is the story of the gospel and the story of the Bible told? Through stories. Yes. Um, it, it's audible. It's how they learn. Right. Uh, they don't have a, any other way. And so um, one, of the, one of the ways that you learn to share scripture and to share the gospel in uh, other stories is through through telling mm-hmm. like you would tell a story to a kid basically yeah absolutely and so you're animated you're going through it but you have it in you yeah you're not just sitting there reading that's boring right. to them they're like what are you doing i don't even know what that is mm-hmm. i can't read right and so but when you're telling them a story that that means the world to them because that's what they do they yep. tell stories yep and so being able to do that in our context is the same thing same thing you can take what god has put on your heart yeah pray through it that's what I love to do. Yeah. Read scripture, pray through yep. it, 
And it's, it's important to, to know what it means, not what it means to you, yep. but what it actually means. Yep. And therefore, it applies mm-hmm. to our lives. Absolutely. Because of what it means, not what it means to me. Yep. That's mm-hmm. very important as well. Yep. It's a good hermeneutic to... Right. to Differentiate. Yeah. For sure. Take take the scripture for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. And so, y'all, going into Easter, make it a point to be in God's word. Mm-hmm. Read scripture. Go back, look at it, and th- because y'all, Jesus did, so we should. Yeah, this is this is what we should be doing. He is the Word. He is the Word. Literally says that. Yeah, and it's living and active. Yeah, yeah. And he, as our Savior, we should know Him. And to, and again, to fully know Him. Yeah, you need to know His Word. That's right. Because yeah. that's that's what's it's revealed to that's us right. in it all the stories about Him. That's right. After He came before he came mm-hmm. and what he's going to do when he comes back. Yeah. Yeah. So we have something to look forward right. to in the scriptures as well. And how kind and gracious is he to give us this, to give us his word, yeah. to give us himself and say, Hey, here, read this. Here, I have this here are you. all the stories about yes. me. Here's everything that I did, right. everything that I'm going to do. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's beyond gracious. Yeah. We don't deserve it. No. We don't deserve salvation. We don't right. deserve to hear the stories of him. Mm-hmm. And yet through his grace and mercy provides it to us. Yeah. Um, amazing. Yeah. Indeed. Get fired up. Read God's word. Yes. It's really cool. Yes. It's a really good thing. Indeed. Read God's word. Okay. So then the next thing is just, we see Jesus following God's leading. He did what God called him to do. And specifically looking at Easter, we see that he knew God was having him walk to his death in a brutal one, not just physically, but he knew people were going to walk away from him. People were going to deny him. He knew those things. And still he followed God's leading. Yeah. He was willing to do that. And so I think in looking at that, we have to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. We have to be willing to follow God's leading. And so I asked just what ways do we see Jesus following God's leading in that season and throughout scripture, wherever you want to go, if there's something that pops in your head, but where do we see Jesus continually following God's leading? I think, well, first of all, I think that this is, this is one of the hardest things for me to understand about the life of Jesus when he's here on earth is that he's willingly and knowingly going, marching towards his death the entire time. Yeah. It's not like he didn't know. No. He knew. And, and like I said, he knew all of what the Old Testament yeah. said about him. The Old Testament's very specific and graphic about what mm. the Savior is going to endure. Yeah. So he knows what's coming. Um, it, it'll kind of wreck you if you think about it from mm. that perspective that he had plenty of chances to step off of that road. Plenty. Um, and yet he just keeps walking down that straight path, straight towards the cross. Um, from a human perspective, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Um, you get a glimpse of that in, in Abraham and Isaac, but God provides a way out. But here it's God providing himself. Mm-hmm. There's no way out. He has to go to the cross, Mm -hmm. wants to go to the cross, Mm -hmm. willingly goes to the cross and endures what is probably one of the worst recorded deaths in human history. This Mm -hmm. 
whipping with the cat of nine tails and going to the cross, mm -hmm. excruciating, excruciating yep. pain. Um, his flesh was ripped from his body. Yeah. Um, and yet it was his plan. He was part of it. Right. In the beginning, he was the word. That's right. He knew it. Yeah. Um, and so if you, if you try to apply that to our lives as we prepare for Easter, um, I think the greatest thing that we could possibly do is to take the story of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection and to be bold in sharing it. Mm. Um, it'll be um, sacrificial in some ways. It'll be um, hard in some ways. Um, it will be embarrassing maybe in mm. some ways. Um, but all of that is minuscule. It pales in comparison to what Christ did for us. Yeah. And a simple thing that he gave to us is to go make disciples, right? It's a great commission. So um, if I could set aside a little time in my day or my week mm -hmm. um, to share the story of Jesus, I think that's the greatest way that we could be in some tiny semblance of what he did for us mm -hmm. and how he was obedient to the Father mm -hmm. in going to the cross. Um, again, like scripture, undeserving yeah. of his sacrifice, yeah. undeserving of his obedience to the Father. Um, and goodness, you read it and he's there. He's on the cross. Yeah. You get to that moment and you're like, I don't know how. Yeah. Um, so we have that story. It's the most important story yeah. that's ever been written, that's ever been talked about. We have it. We know it. We've heard it a million times. Uh, my challenge and question would be, how many times have we shared it? Mm. Are we keeping it to ourselves? Um, I'm expecting the pastor to do it. That would be disobedient, yeah. actually. Uh, so following after Christ's obedience is, it may seem hard, but it's not. Yeah. Um, it just takes some maybe uncomfortable conversations here and there. And, and here's the other reality. We live in a place where we can do this freely. Truth. Yes. Um, we've both been in places where you, you, you can't. can't. Yeah. You'll be beaten or killed mm -hmm. for, for doing this thing. Yeah. Um, and so we really have, we yeah. don't really have many excuses of, of why mm -hmm. we shouldn't be obedient with his word. Yeah. Why we shouldn't be obedient to things like the Great Commission and yeah. um, those sorts of things. So that's I love that so much. Uh, that's what I would say. <laughs> I, I adore. I love that so much, and I think it's such a neat thing for us to be purposeful. I mean, there's we know there are believers that have been believers for a long time that have never shared their story, yeah. that have never shared the gospel, and for a million different reasons that we know we you and I we all hear all the time and for this to be the time that you say hey by Easter Sunday yeah i'm going to have shared the gospel at least once yeah. man more than that but it and then start look again look at scripture and sit down with the lord think about what your story is be able to share your story and then the gospel and put all that together and get the opportunity to share the gospel with somebody and here's the beautiful thing us sharing the gospel isn't what saves people. That's right. Right? It's the, oh, that's the obedience that God has called us to. Yeah. He's the one that does that. We just get the opportunity yeah. to share. It has power. Yeah. The gospel has power. It draws people unto himself. 
He does the saving. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and, you know, some people might say, oh, I don't know how. Sure. But you just mentioned something that's key, and it's their story. And so if you can explain how you came to trust in the Lord as your Savior, you have the gospel. That right. is the gospel. That's it. It's how it changed you. Yep. Now, two things there. If you can't tell that story, maybe you've never been changed yeah. by the gospel. Yeah. Maybe you've never been changed by Jesus. That's right. But if it's a thing where it's simply like, I'm scared, I don't know how, I don't, I don't really fully know what to say, guess what? I will spend time with you. I'll train you. <laughs> yeah. Betsy will spend yeah. time with you. Yeah, yeah. She'll train yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, anybody here on staff, I think, would do the same for you. That's right. Um, and it won't take six months of training. It'll take about 15 minutes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yep. Very, very simple. Yep. Uh, that's the beautiful thing about the gospel message. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't lose its power. That's right. It doesn't change. Mm -mm. You know, you, you'll say one of our core values is relevance, to mm -hmm. be relevant to the culture that we're in. Right. Um, that doesn't mean we change things like the gospel message. No. It stays the same yep. forever. That's right. And it still has the same power. It always has. That's right. And it always will. That's right. And so um, we can teach you a very simple way to share mm -hmm. the gospel. Yeah. It's very simple. Yeah. It's not rocket science. It is not. It's beautiful, which is, again, a huge <clears throat> gift from the Lord that he said, I want you to go and make disciples. You don't have to go through a 12-week class yeah. to learn how to do it. He's like, just let's go. Listen, we're all sinners. Yep. He died for our sins. He rose from the grave. We believe in him and we're saved. Yeah. He's alive. That's yep. it. That's it. That's the gospel. That's it. There and, you go. And it's, it's, not, uh, it's not too difficult yeah. to, to learn. So we, will, we, we are willing to equip you yes. if you're if you're un we want to do that unfamiliar with how yeah. um, if you say hey I haven't I don't know that I've experienced that saving faith you gotta get that right first Come on. that's yeah. the first step yeah you gotta get that, that right first absolutely yeah. I think another thing uh, people would say and I think this is true for so many is they would say well I don't know any unbelievers mm. I, I go to church I'm with church, you know, I'm with believers. One, I think sometimes we too often assume that everybody at church is a believer. Yeah. Has had that experience with mm -hmm. the Lord. And I think, man, that's a great question to just ask your circle. Start with your circle. If you're like, well, we all are in Bible study together, then every single one of you should be able to share your story of not when you started coming to church. Yeah. But you're transformation from death to life with Jesus Christ. We talk about spheres of influence. Yeah. And so uh, your first and, and biggest sphere is your family. Um, yep. Perhaps your entire family are, are believers in Jesus. That's great. Wonderful. Praise God. Um, but you also have a sphere of where you live. Mm -hmm. so you can draw a circle around your house. Yep. I guarantee you all your neighbors are not right. saved. Mm -hmm. are not believers. Yep. Uh, you can draw a circle around where you work. Mm -hmm. So your coworkers. Yep. Um, I guarantee you they're not all believers. Right. They say, well, I don't want to do any of that. Well, let me, you go out to eat. You go to coffee shops. Yeah. Um, waiter or waitress comes to your table. You have a captive audience. They have to be nice to you because right. <laughs> they want to tip. Right. And so it could be a, something as simple as, hey, can I pray for you? And then that leads into a spiritual That's conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. It takes intentionality. A hundred percent does. Yep. You have to be intentional yep. with God's word. Yep. With what it says about him. Otherwise, you'll never do it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And having the giving yourself the margin to take the time yeah. to look around you. And here's the great thing. This is something I learned in sharing the gospel. Um, I, I used to feel the pressure of like, 
oh, I've got to say the right thing or yeah. the right. But what you said is key. It's not about what we do. Mm-hmm. We don't do the saving. Nope. I've had instances where I've shared things that didn't, I felt like didn't even make sense. Right. And people gave their life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And well, that wasn't me. Right. You know, that, Absolutely. That sounded dumb. Yeah. You know? yeah. But God used it because 100%. it was him drawing. Yep. And him saving. Yep. Um, and we can't ever assume that we know the plan. Right. We might get to be the first person that puts the first seat in. Yeah. And the Lord knows that it's going to take four people down the road before that person right. d- is that ready to make that decision to follow him fully. Yeah. But God's calling us to do the thing. Yeah, the obedience is, is, is sowing the seed. Yep. And when you look at that parable, it says the seed was falling everywhere. Yeah. It wasn't like, I don't picture him like sprinkling it on the rocks and sprinkling in the good soil. Yeah. No, I, I picture him just... It was everywhere. Broadly casting the yeah. seed everywhere. And that's why it was falling amongst different soils. Mm-hmm. And so you don't know which soil it's going to land yeah. on. But it's your job is to cast the seed. Yeah. Otherwise, we're not, we're not being obedient. Yeah. I love that so much because with this topic of this number, the second one of Jesus followed God's leading. And so should we. I had not gone to the gospel. Mm. I'm so glad you did. Because <laughs> That's where I always I, go. <laughs> I know, but I love that. But I think that is so cool that it's not just obedience for me and my actions of how I'm following the Lord. But it's obedience and the thing he called all of us to do. And that's to go and share the gospel message. And man, y'all, this is such a cool season as we're leading into Easter to for you to be think, praying, Lord, show me the one or five, or however many, give me the courage to do the thing. And then think about having that person sitting next to you on Easter morning as a total new creation in Christ, and you got to be a part of that. You know, there is that too. If you say, hey, I'm... Uh, I'm just, I'm just simply not comfortable. Well, then bring them to church. Yeah. They're going to hear the gospel. Yeah. You know? Um, They are. So there are other ways. Yes. If you're just like, I'm too terrified. Need to, yeah. At least bring them to church. Yeah. You know, do, do something. That's right. To get the gospel to them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love that. I'm glad that you spun it that way. But even too, when you're reading through scripture, you think about stories like the prodigal son. Yeah. Like there are, there are, there are many stories that you could tell that share the gospel themselves. Mm -hmm. Sure. All the parables are basically him sharing the gospel. That's right. Yeah. Um, And so it, there's so many different ways that you can share the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's not just some formula you have to use. Um, Yeah. They're biblical stories. Pretty much all of them you can get to the gospel. Yes. Um, you can. Yeah. Which is really cool. I love it so much. And so, y'all, following Christ's example, no scripture. No scripture. He knew scripture. He knew scripture. Very well. Yeah. And follow God's leading. <laughs> he was scripture. He was scripture. He was the word. That's right. It's living and active. It is living and active. Yes. I love that about scripture. Mm-hmm. You can read the same thing and it's going to hit you different every time. Uh, absolutely. Which is beautiful. Yeah. It's alive and active. And then Jesus followed the Lord. Yeah. Followed his leading. Mm-hmm. We can do it too. And he loved us. Yeah. So greatly that he died for us. Amen. And there, and you read about his love all through that. Mm-hmm. And so the greatest, I'm going to go back to it again. Yep. The greatest display of love for a person is to deliver his word, what it says to them. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Y'all. When you're walking through this and you're doing these things, please share that with us. Like, I would love to hear the stories of 
people going out and doing the things that Jesus Indeed. did. I think that'd be really cool for us to get to Jesus, hear those Jesus stories. was pretty active. He, he moved around a lot. He was out there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Healing people. Yep. And that's the other thing, too. We didn't even touch on it. Um, his word, even when he was on the earth, had the same power. Yeah. Think about it. He's speaking to waves and there's... Right. They're calming. Mm-hmm. He's talking to the wind and it's calming. He tells Peter to walk on water and he walks on his word. Yeah. Uh, he tells blindness to leave people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it tells leprosy to leave people. And it does. So yeah. his his spoken word has had the same power. Right. Which shows mm-hmm. that he is the word. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much. It was a blast. For kicking us off. Y'all, I hope um, you're going through, you will please go through this series with us um, leading into Easter. Check out the different table talks. There'll be more coming um, so you can stay with us as we walk toward Easter together, preparing our hearts to really get to come to church. Good Friday and Sunday, Easter Sunday morning and get to celebrate. It's going to be a great weekend. It is. It's yeah. beautiful. We'd love, of course, for you to join us here at Sagemont, but wherever you worship, make sure you set that aside and come and do that. But thanks for hanging out. It's fun. It's always fun. I love hanging out with Jonathan. Um, and y'all really, if you watch this and you have questions, please reach out to me, reach out to Jonathan. We'd love to chat with you about any of that or come on a Sunday morning, find somebody and say, hey, I need to talk to somebody about my relationship with the Lord. And we want to do that with y'all for sure. So keep checking out Table Talk in our Easter series, and we will see you next time.